And welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show here on this Wednesday. Warren White sitting in for Matt Mosley, Aaron Sexton alongside of me, and joining us now, the one and only John Machoda from The Athletic. Talk a little Cowboys. Good afternoon, John. How are you? I'm doing well. A couple days away from uh, going up to California. Yeah, you lucky dog. How about that? <laughs> going from 108 degrees to, I don't know, 78 degrees? I've been down here now 11 years, and this is this is by far the most that I've wanted to get away from it. It really hasn't bothered me in previous years, but just this last, you know, few weeks, I've I've been just can't wait to get out to California <laughs> for that reason more than anything. But that probably even more than the football, actually. <laughs> yeah, it won't hurt your feelings to have to put on a windbreaker, will it? It won't. I mean, I was actually just packing some stuff, and I actually had some hooded sweatshirts that obviously I'm gonna get much use. John, we were talking yesterday about this Dallas Cowboy team, and every year going into training camp, there's always some drama from the Cowboys, or it seems like more times than not. We really haven't seen any drama seven days out from the Cowboys training camp. Are you a little bit surprised, or are you holding your breath? I mean, I guess it's all about the way you look at it. In terms of on the roster and things like that, okay, sure, it's less than normal, but I feel like this offseason, mainly with all the things that have been going on with Jerry Jones, right? Uh, I mean, I feel like that almost makes up for it just because of, I mean, for example, like, so next Tuesday, they'll do their, their State of the Cowboys uh, press conference to kick off the start of training camp out in, out in California, and they're going to be on that, on those tennis courts out there, and there's going to be a lot of questions to Jerry Jones about just his things that have been going on in the offseason for him, how, how, if those have been distractions. I mean, things that questions he's going to get that probably other owners won't get because, one, they won't make themselves available, or two, they're, also <laughs> not the gen, they're not the general manager of their team. So, I mean, that stuff factors into the football side of it. But, yes, I agree with you on the football side. It has been abnormally quiet. I mean, there wasn't really any – serious negotiations going on between Dalton Schultz and the Cowboys as that franchise tag closed in that window on July 15th. Uh, Whereas in the past we've seen that usually kind of made the contract negotiations heat up a little bit, nothing really there. Haven't added any big names in in, in terms of free agents that are still out there in in veterans. And uh, yeah, so, I mean, it's going to be interesting when we go out there just to see kind of, some of the pieces that we haven't seen since OTAs and minicamp and guys like James Washington, who didn't even participate in OTAs and minicamp. So there's a lot of moving pieces that we still don't know about, but yeah, in terms of uh, player drama and things like that, yeah, it has been a little bit, a little bit less than normal. John, I I think we all know that it's a big year for Dak Prescott. There's no doubt about it. And I, I, I feel like that, it's not really a make or break, but it's it's a big year for him to try to try to stay as healthy as he possibly can and have kind of a another good year since his rookie year. It hasn't been all roses for Dak Prescott. But in your mind, are the Cowboys are the Cowboys holding their breath, not pursuing a solidified backup quarterback again going into training camp? I mean, I don't think so. Um, I think that you really kind of trace it back to that game that they didn't have Dak up in Minnesota uh, and just the way that Cooper Rush played in that game. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, a big part of that was, you know, kind of the back and forth and the connection he had with Amari Cooper. And obviously Amari Cooper is gone, but I, I feel like Cooper Rush did enough there for that to, to solidify that spot to where they felt pretty comfortable with it. And I, and I, and I get that, you know, Dak obviously was injured two years ago, but 
for the most part, he hasn't really been a guy that has missed a ton of time. And I, I, I think they feel just like he feels that he's in the best shape he's been in uh, as, as an NFL. And even going back to his college days, he's in better shape now than he was. Then you can just tell by looking at how like leaner he is and things like that. I don't think that they look at him as the type of guy that, they're really that concerned about another, you know, ankle injury, like the freak ankle injury that happened a couple of years ago. So I don't think they look at that nearly as, as big of a, an issue as, you know, possibly adding another pass rusher, possibly adding some help on the offensive line, mm-hmm. possibly needing to add another wide receiver. I just, of course, I mean, you're all, I'm, there's not any team out there that wouldn't want a little bit better of a backup quarterback, but at some point you got to be like, Hey, this, I feel comfortable with this guy. Uh, and let's be honest, if that goes down, it really wouldn't matter if their backup is a little bit better than Cooper Rush or not. The, the season's probably done. Yeah, you're right. I, I agree with that 100%. I, I've always said, hey, if you lose your starting quarterback, you're probably done anyway. Who's, whose bigger year is it? Is it a bigger year for Dak Prescott? Is it a bigger year for Ezekiel Elliott in your mind? Ezekiel Elliott, hundred uh, percent. Dak, Dak could have just a, a horrid year, and there would be no, there would be off-season talk of how he needs to be better and bounce back and things like that. But he's not going anywhere. Ezekiel Elliott, if he doesn't have a big year, he's most likely not with the Cowboys next year. You know, mm-hmm. and even if he has a pretty good year, it still might not be back with them. If he's, they might go, come to him and ask him to take less money. And so, no, this is, I mean, heck, you look down the entire roster. I don't know if anybody tops Zeke in terms of needing to have a big year. You know, of course there's guys that are in the final year of their rookie contracts, like a Tony Pollard. He, you know, I'm sure he wants to have a huge year because this is going to be a, it probably his best chance as a pro to cash in on a big payday. Uh, but guys like that, but in terms of like the importance to this team, yeah, I, I don't think that there's any, any veteran on this team that needs to have a bigger year uh, than Ezekiel Elliott. And when I, when I say that, I do think Zeke, if he's healthy, that'll all take care of itself, but it's about, staying healthy and, and and that's easier said than done when you have someone who's such a physical runner like he is where is the offensive line that can help him stay healthy man that is that is the question of all questions i mean it's it's funny because i like almost take it the offensive line for granted since i've covered the team you know mm-hmm. my first draft that i covered was the tyron smith draft and so since then you know they added frederick and zach martin and then lyle Con- i mean the Offensive line has always been like, oh, yeah, yeah, you don't even have to really talk about it. We know the offensive line's going to be solid. But this year, man, more than any other year, is it just loaded with questions. I mean, other than Zach Martin, there's major questions about all other four positions. I think they feel pretty good about Terrence Steele uh, being solid at right tackle. But still, he's another guy that, you know, would anybody be shocked if he had a down year? I mean, he's an undrafted guy that he's gotten better. But um, I don't know that he has this long track record where you're just like, yeah, you don't need to worry about him. Uh, Tyron Smith would obviously be there if it wasn't for the fact that he's just had a hard time staying healthy. So, and, and he plays the most important position at left tackle. So if he doesn't stay healthy, who's the next guy up? So right. the guys behind him, you don't even have a veteran, uh, you know, swing tackle like they've had in years past. And then you get rid of Lyle Collins. So you're looking at young guys that you really don't know what you have. And Matt will let's go and Josh ball that would have to step in at left tackle. And then at left guard, you have Tyler Smith, who I think Tyler Smith will be a good NFL player, but to just expect that in his first year uh, playing left guard, which he hasn't played since high school, you know, it's, it's going to be a tough transition for him too. I mean, it'd be one thing if, you know, you're coming into, Hey, we're going to put Tyler Smith in between a pro bowl, Tyron Smith and a pro bowl, Travis Frederick, you're putting him in between Tyler Biotis, who, I mean, there's no, no guarantee that he is, 100% can be the starting center week one. I think he will, but I don't think that it's, it's set in stone. Uh, and then uh, Tyron Smith, if he can't stay healthy, it's like they might need Tyler Smith to move out to left tackle. So a ton of moving 
parts there for, let's be honest, a team that if the offensive line isn't very good, you can kind of see how everything for the rest of the offense is going to struggle. John Machota with us here on ESPN Central Texas talking Cowboys on this Wednesday afternoon. And, John, the strength of the defense in your mind sits where? <laughs> Wherever they line up Micah Parsons. <laughs> if, uh, if, if he's that linebacker that's there, if he's rushing the passer, it's there. It, it, it all and, – and really when I say that, I feel like the other 31 teams in the league – uh, all, all of their offense coordinators would say the exact same thing. Like it starts with let's identify where 11 is. And then we build off of that. And and that's one of the great things about Dan Quinn is that he's been able to utilize Micah in so many different ways that I, I just don't sense from week to week that these other teams really have a 100%, you know, confidence that they know exactly where Micah Parsons is going to be. And, and Hey, on a lot of teams, they would just line him up as the right defensive end or the left defensive end and be like, Hey, we want you to get to the quarterback. We want you to make a run at TJ Watt, you know, Michael Strahan sack record. Uh, but in this particular defense, it's going to be wherever he lines up and, and that's going to be in a variety of different ways. And, and if he can build off of what he did last year, then this defense should be even better than it was last year. And, and it's funny because I just said to you about how for the entire time I've covered this team, this is the most question marks on, off, on the offensive line. Well, this is probably the best defense uh, that I've covered going mm-hmm. back to 2010. Uh, it just, most of those teams have been all of them up until this, really this year, the offense is clearly the strength. That's where all the money was spent. You just knew it was going to be an offensive led team. This is the first year in a long time where it's like, this could, this team could be led by the defense. When you look at this defense too, and, and I agree with you hundred percent, but you look at this defense, are there still a few question marks on the defensive line because of who exited and, and who they have there right now? But do you think that they can catch up with with Dan Quinn's philosophies and what he is able to do? Some of the things he is able to do lining up a defense may give them an easier path to be that good defense. Now, with them losing Randy Gregory, I know a lot of people will point to that. You know, they're losing their starting right defensive end. I think there's enough quality there Mm -hmm. in Dorrance Armstrong, in Dante Fowler, uh, in, in Sam Williams, the kid they just drafted out of Ole Miss that there's enough pieces there opposite of DeMarcus Lawrence. And then you add in Micah Parsons to get enough pass rush. The, 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 the key is going to be that defensive tackle spot. Can Neville Gallimore, can Osa Adigizua take another step? If those guys do, then I think the defensive line will be set and, and it'll be one of the team's strengths. But if they're just okay, or they're up and down and you really don't know from week to week, how good the defensive tackles are going to be. I think you're going to get into some issues there. And, and also that could lead to uh, next year in the draft, them spending their first round pick on defensive tackle, because it's a spot where they haven't really spent significantly, but they feel that they have a lot of upside in Gallimore and Odegi Zua. So is this the year that they put it together and, and they play really well? If that's the case, then, then again, like that defense will take another big step. If not, then it might just be a middle of the pack defense. Well, I mean, as good as the secondary is, and, and that's been a huge question mark for a long time for the Cowboys, but as good as the secondary is, it's predicated on this defensive line not necessarily making sacks, but making quarterbacks uncomfortable and making those bad throws. And you feel like that they're good enough to be able to at least do that. Because I don't think the sack is all that important. No, no. I mean, it's just that's the one that gets – that stat is the one that gets all the eyeballs on it. I mean, it's right. clearly – the one that most people want to point to when they compare, you know, edge rushers and that, but no, I think again, if they get that press, that pressure up the middle. And again, that'll include Micah Parsons. He'll be, right. he'll be lining up over the nose to, from time to time. They're going to, they need to, if they can get some consistent pressure up the middle, 
I think everything else will, will take care of itself. I do think that there's enough playmakers on the back end, not just with Trayvon Diggs, but with the J. Ron Curses, mm-hmm. Malik Hookers, you know, a second full season in this system. And, and I think Anthony Brown and Jordan Lewis are solid. I mean, I think that they're in a good spot back there that if you can just get some consistent pressure up there, I do believe those guys will capitalize on the back end. How do you feel about the kicking position going into training camp right now, John? <laughs> about it? I would put it second behind the offensive line in terms of just uncertainty because <laughs> you just don't know. And, 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 you know, the other thing is it's like, okay, so we get out to camp and let's say Jonathan Garibay really struggles and he, he well, when I, we won't even say he struggles. Let's just say he's very up and down, very inconsistent. Right. So like, where do you go from there? You know, I mean, then, then you're just trying out different free agents, uh, you know, veterans and, that's generally not going to get you a good solid kick. I mean, they really need Jonathan Garibay to win the job and have a ton of confidence going into the season. And and I'm not saying he's going to be Dan Bailey the way Dan Bailey immediately stepped in there as an undrafted guy, but that is obviously their hope. But yeah, they need him to have a really good camp. They need to have him, him have a really good showing in the preseason because if it's one of these things where it's just like every other week, they're bringing in, you know, new kickers and things like that, just, that's not it. It's not good. That's not good in 1980, much less in 2022, <laughs> where these games are just so close. Right. So many of them come down to last minute extra points, field goals. Uh, so many games come down to a, a missed extra point or field goal that happened late in the, or early in the fourth quarter that the team's trying to play catch up to make up for that lost points. Uh, so it's just, it's so important to have a consistent kicker. And again, they're, I mean, they're not expecting him to come in here and be a pro bowler, but he has to be more consistent than Greg Zerline was. He has to be more consistent than, than Brett Maher was. And, and if not, then this is a position that they have to, they're going to have to put more resources in. How hot John is the seat of Mike McCarthy going into training camp or is it? No, it's, it's hot for sure. I mean, you know, I, I mean, it's in the upper echelon in the NFL, but I feel like most of these coaches, it's, it's a pretty hot seat because it is a very, what have you done for me lately business? And Mike McCarthy's in a spot here with the Cowboys that when he, when he took over the Cowboys, it wasn't like they looked at him as like, we got to tear this whole thing down and rebuild it. It was, we've been getting to eight, nine, 10 wins and, and getting into the playoffs. We've been winning the division, but we haven't had any playoff success or very little. And so that's what it's going to come down to. You know, it's not even, he doesn't just have to make the playoffs. They're going to have to have postseason success. Now, I granted it's, is that fair? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, to put it all on one person like that, but I feel, you know, just being around the team and that did last year or so, especially with the way last season ended, uh, there's going to be a lot of frustration in the front office if this team doesn't have any postseason success. So, you know, that's obviously a lot to ask of a coach that it's not only do you have to win your division or at least make the playoffs, but when you get the playoffs, you got to win some playoff games too. And so uh, that's what, that's what it'll come down to. You know, I mean, they can go on a, you know, two, three, four game losing streak. They could win two, three, four, six games in a row. And that's all great, but it's really going to come down to what do they do in the postseason? And if they don't have that success there, it's hard for me to believe that Jerry Jones is going to stay the course. John Matoda with the Athletic Talking Cowboys with us here on ESPN Central Texas. John, I certainly appreciate the time. Safe travels out to California. Enjoy the cooler weather, sir. I will. Thanks for having me on. You bet. There he goes, John Machota with the Athletic. Does a great job covering the Dallas Cowboys. Has for-